relevant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investors one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I am coming to you from my living room. Check out my living room. I know it looks like Christmas over here, but we have a little corner where we keep uh, a life-size Santa and little things like that because we like to keep the Christmas vibe. That's my fireplace, my living room, and uh, the weather's getting nice, so I've got the house open, and I thought I would do some calls from the living room. These can be the living room diaries. I've never actually done any podcasts up in my living room. Since I started, uh, my mom has been living here. My daughter was here for a while. I've had a few people staying, and I can't control the in and out, up and down, all the noise. So uh, my husband's out of town. Everybody has since moved out. And I was like, woohoo, I'm going to talk from my living room. So this is what it looks like. I have a house in the mountains, custom-made fireplace. I actually helped design that. Uh, custom made fireplace and ceilings and floors and always a little slice of Christmas. My husband and I really like Christmas, so we keep it festive all year round. So, all right. It is. Oh, first of all, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Our motto here is people before profits. So if that resonates with you, you are at the right place and this is the right time. We start off now reading a five-star review. So I'm going to read one here. This is from Rock Cassandra. So the reason I discovered this podcast, and I'm glad I did, great interviews, methodical research, and golden nuggets in every episode. Hope for more. Well, thank you. Rock Cassandra. I don't know, honestly, if that's a guy or a girl. So I'm just going to say thank you for listening. If you'd like to have one of your reviews read, you just have to go to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, leave a five-star review, and write something that's fun and interesting, and I might read it. All right, now, it is October. And it is the last quarter of the year. So for the next four weeks, the month of October, I'm going to talk about the uh, hottest, the hottest uh, exit strategies and why they're important this time of the year and why they're important right now with our economy the way that it is. So the first one we're going to talk about is buy and hold. Now, buy and hold could be many things. You might have storage units. You might have commercial real estate. You might have rentals. You might have apartment buildings. You might have multi-unit. 
but it's something that you just want to buy and you want to hold on to it. Now, always around the end, just for the record too, any of those things, whether it's a commercial building, um, it's a storage unit, whether it's a house, a single family home, a duplex, a triplex, whatever it is, there are a lot more foreclosures this time of the year and if you're able to buy something from someone that still actually owns it themselves and you want to try and do a short sale this is a good time of year to do short sales because the bank is trying to clean up the books so always the last quarter of the year we're super heavy on short sales which we're going to talk about the last tuesday of this month all right so buy and hold so i just did a workshop uh, last weekend, actually. And the people were like, well, I, I see strip malls vacant all over the United States. I can't understand how you guys, why did you buy 20 buildings? Aren't they sitting vacant? What's happening? What's happening? You know, that's such so risky. It doesn't seem like a smart move. And so I want to talk about buy and hold. So for us, we already own single family homes. We have rentals. Um, I'm a big believer in the Section 8 program, and I've talked to you about that before. You can always look back through the podcast titles and look for one on Section 8. Okay, so yes, there are strip malls sitting empty around the entire country right now. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, why would we in the last couple of years take on such what appears to be risky, I think, for everybody else? And one of the reasons is that we specifically buy things in opportunity zones. Now, just because a property is in an opportunity zone doesn't necessarily make it a great opportunity for you this very minute. But we did a lot of research. We looked at buying in some small towns. Um, and the only reason we looked at buying in small towns is because the prices in Denver are ridiculous. Denver is ridiculous. So we looked at several small towns. We looked at different areas around the country. We looked at what the market says. This is hot. This is hot. This is hot. And honestly, the bottom line is we ended up going back for one of Bill's high school reunions. And we've been going for, we've been here 20 years now. So we've been to five of them, four, right? 20, yeah, 20, 30, 35, 40. So five of them. Um, but on the fourth one, I was like, you know, this town is so cute and it's on the river, but it never changes. It looks exactly the same for 20 years. In fact, there's more boarded up buildings. And I said, it's too bad. Like someone can't come in and show this town some love and kind of get it going again because it's on the river. And all the river towns around it in both directions have been completely revitalized. So being the inquisitive investors that we are. We contacted uh, the downtown. Is there some kind of a partnership and alliance? Is that, so we just made a bunch of phone calls and found out that there's a downtown partnership alliance. And it run by Karen, so we just call it Downtown Karen. So Downtown Karen meets with us, has lunch with us, explains all the things that downtown is doing, how much money is available, uh, grant money that's available that's free, like it's a grant and you never have to pay it back, um, grant money, what's available, what the town is doing, how much money the town has, what the town's planning on doing. And she just kind of went through all this stuff. So we did not just go like, oh, yeah, you know what, let's just buy and hold a bunch of stuff and 
we drove to all the surrounding little downtowns. We had lunch every place. We went in and talked to people. And then the very next town over is called LeClaire. The next, like if you drive along the river, the next town is LeClaire where the pickers are. So if you watch the, the pickers, Frank and Mike, the pickers, they have a place there. And I remember going there a decade ago and that town looked like nothing, but it suddenly just became on fire and like every store, every restaurant, it's full of antique malls, it's full of shopping. It's really a fun town, like super fun. So we started going to these little towns like an hour out. Like this was not like a, just a, you know, a passing thought. Like an hour around and we were having lunch and we were shopping in the little stores and asking people about the season and the weather and the summers and the winter. It's really cold in Iowa in the winter. It's so cold. Oh my God. It's so cold right there along the river. I think last year, one of the days, it was like 50 below with wind chill. I was like, who lives there? Like, we're so cold. It's so ridiculous. And yeah, I live in the mountains, but we don't ever, never experience that kind of crazy cold weather. Uh, so knock on wood, right? Because that'll make it happen this year. And so a lot of research went into it. And so at this workshop that I just did a week ago, people were like, you know, I just can't see how it seems like a good move. You guys bought all this stuff. And, and we continue buying since COVID. In fact, since COVID, we got a couple... Uh, like five or six more parcels. Yeah, maybe five or six, I don't know exactly, but we got more parcels in COVID. And I said, yeah, and they're like, and I said, well, you know what? We, we fixed them up really cute. We made them nice, we made them rentable. And what we did is we found people that want to open up businesses, but people who didn't necessarily want to commit to a five-year lease. It was COVID. But people were getting money, people were getting stimulus, people were getting uh, checks, different things like that. So we were like, you know what, you can put it in a store. We'll just go like, you know, month by month and like six months. And then, you know, in a year from now, we'll sign some longer term leases like that. So just by giving people the ability to come into a, not a big space, you know, small spaces and not charge exorbitant amounts of rent and not trap them into you know, signing their entire life away and being in a, a five year with a five year you know, renewal and all these long leases like that, we were able to rent out every space, every space. Now one building that we bought was just a little bank, it was a bank drive-through. And there was a girl up on the street there, up on the diagonal on the river and she always had a hot dog cart up there. So we we're like, hey, listen, you know what? You should start all these hot dogs and take this space. Oh, I don't know about a space. I've got a cart. I have a permit. And she goes up along the river. Well, in Clinton, they had built a beautiful dike up there because of all the flooding. So if you look at all the flooding in Iowa, uh, the last time they had a big flood, 99 out of 100 counties flooded. The only one that didn't flood was ours because they built like this 27-foot dike. But up there is a beautiful street, bike paths, walking path all along the river, overlooking the entire city, and benches and places to eat. And on on the down on the dike on the river there is uh, a baseball team, and there's a city swimming pool, and there's a park, and there's just there's a big band shell. They do all kinds of concerts in the summer and stuff. So there's a lot of things happening, but the city itself was just completely dead. So getting the deals that we got and getting people in saying, hey, you know, we'll help promote the downtown. 
We'll work with Karen uh, to get a bunch of things happening. You know, my, my goal is to sort of make it like a Hallmark town. And we had uh, a nurse came in that wanted to do holistic stuff. She has since taken five spots. She does the floating, she does massages, she does hot rocks, she does cupping, she makes all kinds of drinks and uh, homemade soap and all kinds of super fun stuff. This younger kid started a, a country western store for clothing and I'm telling you, it just went crazy because people, you know, everything was closed. And oddly, uh, Iowa did not get completely locked down. It was only closed for about six weeks and everything was open. And then there's a clothing boutique, that bakery came into town, like all these different things came into town and a lot of them rented our spaces. Like all of our downstairs spaces are full and all of our apartment spaces are full. But on the apartment spaces, we put in a lot of section eight. We also hired people from this new prison that they're building. Because we knew that these would be good long-term people because they're moving from all over the country to work at this prison. So, I feel like a lot of people just look at what's in their backyard and they go, oh, I don't know, COVID's still going on. I mean, are we going to we gonna all be forced to have vaccinations? Is it going to be mandated? Is the government bankrupt? Like, I don't know. And I think people look at that and you don't actually take the time to get outside of your environment and see what's happening around you. If we did that and we just looked at Denver we would be like, there is no possible way that we can afford to buy 20 buildings in Denver when a cheap, little, tiny, tinky hood house is $500,000. So why on earth would I try to find 20 buildings or even five buildings when they're millions of dollars apiece? Millions. And so by going to a town where we don't live and really taking the time to do research, we found that owning commercial has actually been one of our greatest blessings. It's been so much fun and we're, you know, we're revamping the town as we go and other people have come in, uh, so a couple other investors from Colorado, some people from California. So anytime a new investor comes in town, we meet with them, we talk with them, like, hey, what can we do? How can we work together? How can we revitalize this town? And when you get a bunch of investors that all put their heads together, you would really be surprised at the success that you can have. So if you're of the buy and hold mindset, even if it's a single family home for a rental, look in the opportunity zones. Uh, storage units are a great thing right now too because a lot of people didn't make the mortgage payments a lot of people still haven't made the mortgage payments. A lot of people are already going to foreclosure right now. And most people move out of this house or apartment into a smaller one. And they put all their stuff in storage. And they think, I'm going to come back. I'm going to get my stuff out. I'm going to keep all my stuff. And one of the things we bought was a storage unit a couple months ago. It's got 20 bays. They were filled in like a week. So I want you to think outside of your box and think outside of where you live. And I want you just to key to Google Opportunity Zones and look around. Like maybe you live in a place where you can buy 50, like in Iowa, you can buy 50, $60,000 houses all day, all day that rent for $1,000 a month, like all day. In Denver, you buy a $500,000 house and you might be lucky to get two grand a month on it. So why tie up 
$500,000 on one property when you could have $50,000 houses and get 10 of them someplace else. So I really want you to start thinking, okay, it's October, it's November, it's December, it's the end of the year. People aren't making payments. People are moving. People even that own malls and strip malls and buildings had their buildings closed and they weren't able to reopen all around the country. There are properties in default of every type of a property. So it's time for you to really spend some time Googling opportunity zones, looking at little towns, and you can tell which towns. If you have a really cute town in the middle of nowhere, it's highly unlikely it's going to super revitalize unless there's something there. So what we have is on both sides of us for miles is nothing but little antique towns, shopping, antique shopping, which is a huge thing. I did not know that. And I have a lot of stuff here, antique stuff that we bought because I like it, but I did not realize what a big deal it was to go antique until, you know, now, of course, we do it all the time. So look around for places maybe near a park or uh, some major city or something that's a cute bed and breakfast area. But it's like beautiful scenery and there's a lot of little bed and breakfast type things. Look around in some of the cute towns. Look along things on the water. Anything on the water is always a good deal. And keep a lot of interest. And just start really putting on your thinking cap and start thinking, where could I buy and hold that I could invest, you know, this much money and have this much money in value? And that is how you gain wealth, is you have this much invested and this much in value. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow. I'm worth $10 million. What the heck? How'd that happen? Take advantage of all these opportunity zones. Take advantage of the grants. That's what they're there for. They're just sitting there. If nobody takes them, they just sit there. So I want you to get your buy and hold thinking caps on. Okay? So the uh, life equity for today, we're going to do mental. And I'm going to have you spend a few hours this week online mentally opening up your mind and starting to recognize where there are some good opportunities because they are in every city they're in every state it's up to you to recognize them okay so start opening your minds a little bit more and looking around and email me or write me back or uh, direct message me and let me know like, hey, I found this little gray area and if you write me and tell me what it is, I will look at it with you and let you know my opinion. Okay, my opinion counts. I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what the heck is going on. All right, guys, remember if you go to dwonderful.com, I've got four free eBooks for you and I want you to get started at real estate investing. There has literally never been a better time. So I'll be here next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And remember, the truth is in the red letters. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.